Welcome to the Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover. Please discard unnecessary fees and expenses before going through security. Check your emergency fund at the gate and securely stow your well-conceived portfolio in the overhead bin. And when we reach cruising altitude, remember, you are now free to move about retirement. Hey everybody, welcome into the Retirement Pilot. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We're going to talk investing, finance, and retirement with Steve Hoover. Today on the docket, traditional IRA versus Roth IRA. But first, welcome in, bud. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Mark? Hanging in there, rocking and rolling, doing the best I can in this wonderfully interesting world of 2020. Hopefully you're doing all right. I'm doing fine. I told my wife last night, I said, I hate to say this, but I can't wait for 2020 to be over with. <laughs> you and everybody else, man. We all want a refund on this year of some sort, you know. It's like, can we get a do-over? Can we something? I don't know. It just seems like the it seems like the hits just keep on rolling with this one. At this well, point, you know, who knows? All I know is that thank God the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Otherwise, this would be even a worse year. There you go. Although maybe what if that was the catalyst? No, I'm kidding. Oh gosh, help me. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Well, like I said, we got uh, we got a good topic this week: traditional IRAs versus Roth IRAs. Steve, uh, it people still kind of get confused on these. Some folks have a good clear picture; others do not, uh, as to which one is the best route for them to go in. So let's just discuss a few things, and maybe that'll help clear up some of the fog. Do us a quick favor and just give us a, a quick difference between the two. Okay. Typically on a traditional IRA, funds that go into that IRA are deductible. So they are not, if you will, not currently taxed. So you get a tax deduction to put the money into the uh, traditional IRA. Very similar if you're putting money into a 401k or a 403b type of plan or a simple IRA. The money that goes in is not taxed. You actually get a tax deduction for it. Then you're ultimately taxed when you take the money out, all of it, not only what you put in, but what it grew to. A Roth IRA is different. A Roth IRA, the money has already been taxed and it goes into the account and it grows tax-free until you reach 59 and a half. At that point, you can take all the money out and pay no income taxes on any of it. Now, here's a big distinction between the traditional IRA and Roth. When you put money into a traditional IRA, you cannot withdraw any of that money until you're over 59 and a half. If you do, you are charged a 10% penalty plus the income tax on what you pulled out. If, however, you put money into a Roth, let me give you an example. Let's say you put $5,000 in a Roth for three years, which is $15,000. And let's assume for a minute it grows to 20,000. Well, you have $5,000 of growth or profit. $15,000 of the money you put in and you go, oh gosh, uh, I need a new car or I've had an emergency and um, you need $10,000 and you're only 50 years old. You can actually go into the Roth and pull out that $10,000, pay no taxes, no penalty because Roth IRAs work off of what's called FIPO, first in, first out. Okay. So the money you put in first is what you get to take out first which is the money that's already been taxed. So it's a nice place to put money, not paying any current income taxes on the growth. And then once you reach 59 and a half, or if you're over 59 and a half and contribute to one, the account has to be in effect for at least five years. Here's the confusing part. That five years could be when you were 30 years old and you opened up a Roth IRA and put $100 in it. 
and never contributed to it for the next 25 years. And then you started putting money in when you were 58 and you hit the jackpot and it grew. Well, you satisfied your five years already of having a Roth IRA. It doesn't matter when you put the money in. So it's a really a nice place to do. I always tell people, look, just start one. Get that five years out of the way. And maybe you can't put any money in while you're younger. Well, when you get a little older and start making some money, now you can start putting some money into it. And it's all available to you once you reach 59 and a half. And you don't have to worry about that five-year rule. Okay. All right. So that is kind of the simple difference there between the two of them. Now, over the course of our lives and, and just in general, Steve, it seems as though that people traditionally hit the traditional IRA when they're investing. I don't know. Is it just because it's just kind of more been there, kind of that ingrained thing? Uh, I mean, I know the Roth's a little younger as well, but I mean, is there any reason why we tend to lean towards the traditional when we're working? Yep. Here's two reasons why. Number one, we have all been pounded into our brains wherever you listen to, read, whatever. Defer, defer, defer the taxes. Defer the taxes until you reach retirement. Once you reach retirement, you will then be in a lower tax bracket. And in my experience with the clients I work with and the people I visit with, that is not true. Maybe it was true 25, 30 years ago, right? but not in today's world, not with the way things cost, the way they cost in the standard of living. I don't know many people who want to live on half of their lifestyle that they had while they were working in retirement. Why work 35, 40 years so you can, you can live half the lifestyle, meaning you can't travel the one you want, you can't do the things you want to do. Most people don't want to do that. They want to live the exact same way they did when they were working because mm-hmm. now they have freedom and, and time to do it. Right. So I think the big thing is people have been taught defer it, defer it. You'll be in a lower tax bracket. In actuality, that is incorrect. Deferring is not a problem. You can do that in a um, part of your 401k. You do want to take advantage of some of that, but don't make that your whole strategy. I, I call it, let me kind of throw this in here. Sure. I look at it as tax diversification. You want some money that's 100% liquid, that's taxable all the time. That's a cash account. You want some money growing for you tax-free. That's a Roth account. But you also want to have some tax-deferred money that that you do get a little bit of a tax advantage, and that's your 401k IRAs, your deferred account. You want to kind of spread that money out among those three buckets because it allows an advisor like myself to do income planning and tax planning. If all the money is in a traditional IRA or 401k, there's virtually no way to do any tax planning. I mean, you got to take it out, you got to pay the tax. There's no way to offset it. So that's called tax diversification. Okay. Now, if it's kind of a simple, if you want to just take a step back and say, all right, look, it's pay me now, pay me later, right? And in the form of taxes, right? If you go traditional, you know, it's pay me later. If you go with the Roth, it's pay me now kind of thing. With that being said, is the Roth so powerful? recently because of the tax brackets that we're in. People have obviously been very interested in conversions over the last several years since the new tax laws were put into place a couple of years ago because of that scenario. Yes? It is, but it it's kind of funny. Okay. You, you, you're right online with that. But when it comes down to actuality, very few people are willing to pay the tax. I have talked to many, many people and said, okay, if you want to convert part of that, mm-hmm. This is what you're on. This is what is going to be your tax liability. And it's going to take you probably 10 or 15 years to make that back in growth. And meaning if you pay $50,000 in taxes, 
your account's going to have to do very well over the next 10 or 15 years to recoup that $50,000 in taxes. Gotcha. That you pay. Okay. And I've found a lot of people are like, no, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. And I get that. I mean, it seems like, you know, you think, man, I don't, that sounds like a lot, but what if it was the opposite side of the coin and taxes do get raised up and then you got to take it out later? Isn't it going to be even more detrimental? It is, but it's an interesting, um, <laughs> it's definitely a dilemma. That's for sure. Interesting, yeah. complex deal for people. They just they can't get over writing that check to convert the money. Yeah, true. Because they have to usually take it out of another place that's cash, where they have a cash account. And most people, believe it or not, don't have a big cash account sitting over there in a savings account. So they what they end up doing is is using part of the proceeds from the conversion to pay the tax, which really really throws a wrench into it. So yeah. Logically, yes, it makes sense to do it with the lowest tax brackets we have right now. Right. Realistically, people don't like to do it. Yeah. Not saying all, sure, but there's right, quite right. a few. Well, no, and that's on. human nature, right? That's a great point, though. I mean, it is, you know, I mean, I had to send quarterly taxes, you know, June 15th at the time we're taping this podcast. I had to send my, you know, second quarter taxes, and I hate writing that check. <laughs> oh, no, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. So I certainly get that. I'm going to kind of break this into just uh, one question. Is, is there a is there kind of a, a mold that's a good fit say, okay, if you're X number age, you should be doing a traditional, or if you're X number age, you should be doing a Roth. Is Can it be kind of quantified that way, or is it truly a case-by-case? Case? I think anybody, if they can do it now, there are income limitations. If you earn over married couple over 199000 in that neighborhood, you can't do a contributory Roth. Okay. So there are some some income limitations. Not everybody can do it, but most people can. I usually tell people I would prefer you do a Roth instead of a traditional IRA. And if you want to sum the deferral, do it in your 401k, 403b, simple IRA, but get a Roth started on the outside. Okay. Uh, because even if you're contributing to a 401k or 403b, you can still do a Roth IRA as long as your income is in those parameters. But I no, there's. I don't think there's any quote limitation. Um, you well, can be 72 years old, and mm -hmm. you can still do a Roth as long as you have earned income. Okay. And, well, and the reason I was asking is a lot of times you'll you'll read articles or you'll see a posting or something where it's like you know young people should definitely be doing a Roth, you know, with the tax rates and uh, and just in general anyway because that money's going to you know build for them and they're just getting the taxes out of the way now. And you'll also see in that same kind of thing, well, if you're over, you know, 65, maybe a Roth isn't a good idea for you. So I was just kind of curious if, if that holds water or if it really just needs to be a case by case. It's a case by case, but I don't, I don't think age has anything to do with it. Okay. In my opinion. Right. Sure. Well, I mean, you do this every day, so that's a good opinion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. So that's traditional IRAs versus Roth IRAs. Uh, as always with anything, you know, Every situation requires, you know, a conversation about it. Um, I will ask one more question that's not really on the list, but with conversions, a lot of people have been pretty interested in doing that, but they do also kind of get the terminology confused. So if you have, I guess if you have a question, if you have a concern, if you've been thinking about doing a conversion or you're confused up by the contribution levels or whatever the case is, like anything, always just take the time to reach out and talk to an advisor, clear it up. You know, if you're listening to podcasts like ours, hopefully that helps you a little bit. But if it also just kind of confuses you more, take the time to reach out and call somebody and ask for some help. That's a big way to go on that. So give Steve a call if you've got questions or concerns at 913-685-3207. Before you take any action, always check with a qualified professional. And again, you can call Steve at 913-685-3207 at Wealth Partners Corporation. You can find him online at Wealth 
wealthpartnerskc.com. That's wealthpartnerskc.com. And do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, The Retirement Pilot, on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose. Just simply search out the name, The Retirement Pilot, on one of those apps, or go to the website and you can find it and subscribe that way, wealthpartnerskc.com. All right, Steve, my friend, thanks so much for your time this week on the podcast. I hope you have a great week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Take care of yourself. And we'll see you next time here on The Retirement Pilot with Steve Hoover, financial coach at Wealth Partners Corporation. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.